welcome you to the Man Church Podcast, where we're helping men discover authentic manhood in a toxic culture, focusing on healthy and balanced masculinity, emphasizing the areas of fathering, finances, marriage, and lifestyle. So, like he said, you know, our pastor taught us that if you don't write it down, you're not going to use it. So please take notes on your cell phone or whatever. I'm going to be very short and sweet, but I really need you to get what's happening uh, because there's a wave coming. And um, if, if you don't know this, if you, if you don't know, there's a global pandemic right now that is killing the poor, the rich, affecting every race, every nation, every church, every family, business, government, all our education, all our media, and even our entertainment. There's a global pandemic, uh, and it's called the pandemic of fatherlessness. I know if you, if, you, if you listen enough to CNN and, and Fox News and, and whatever it is that you listen to, you may think it's something else, but let me just tell you, there's a global pandemic, and it didn't start last year. It's been going on for many years. And today, I just want to share a message with you about we have the best example in Jesus Christ that came to the earth, and all he came to do was connect us to his Father. Do you know that? So if you can accompany me with, uh, or accompany to Luke chapter 2, verse 49. This is Jesus speaking very early in the ministry, very early in his time. He was about 12 or 13 years old. He recognized something, and he understood his purpose. He said, and he said to them, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I want to ask you, Jesus was about his father's business. Are you about your father's business? You know, later on after he recognized this, we really don't hear a lot from him for a few years. But there comes, he comes back on the scene, and in Luke chapter 9, verse 35, I'm just taking you through Luke. There's a point where he, he knows who he is. He knows what he's about. But it's something awesome that happens because in Luke chapter 9, God the Father affirms this in Jesus' life. And he says in chapter 9, verse 35, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. There's something about receiving that affirmation that marked the life of Jesus. He knew who he was. He knew what he was about. But when that voice came in, man. Right now we are dealing with, there is a lack of affirmation. I love the encounters. Women, I love that you got to experience a father's affirmation. Because that's what it's about. I'm telling you, every time I come back to Katy, Texas, 1818 Katy Land Drive, every time I step through these doors, I feel affirmed. God did something in my life in this place. I will always continue to give into this place because God used this place to affirm my life. But then he goes on, Jesus' example, because Father God tells, Jesus, tells us to listen to Jesus. So first, 
Jesus identifies who he is. Second, God tells us, listen to him. He's affirming the message that Jesus had on this earth. And then Jesus goes out and does it. And in Luke 19.10 it says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. So he's finding purpose. He's finding the authority to do what God called him to do. And he begins to do it. And Pastor Anthony mentioned in the first service, he said, at the end of the book of John, if all the miracles that Jesus did were written, there would not be enough books to contain it. Let me just tell you is, Jesus is the best model, and we need to be about what Jesus was about. So let me just clear this up or sum this up to you. We are all in the Father's business. This is an all-in church, amen? And we are all in the Father's business. You need to catch that. Doesn't matter how long you've been coming to Powerhouse, you are all in the Father's business. And he has been the best model. What has been lost? What did we lose? Why was he so focused about coming to seek and save that which was lost? Let me bring you back to the garden. Genesis chapter 1. Before the garden, excuse me. First chapter of Genesis, verse 26. It talks about that when God created man... And humankind, he put three things inside of them. He made them with three things. And and it says in 26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let me help you understand this. Let me connect the dots for you this morning, powerhouse. God the Father gives us our image. We are made in the image of God. God the Son walked on this earth affirming that likeness. Remember, if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. But God the Holy Spirit came into these earth. Jesus said, it's good that I leave. But you need to have this spirit inside of you so that you can walk with dominion. Mm, There's a lot of people not walking with dominion. I began to see the whole word of God differently. And then every book of the Bible began to jump out at me differently. And the way I say it is image really is God gave us our identity. And let me just help you understand something quickly on my testimony. I was challenged with who I was. Maybe you came in here today and you're thinking, who am I? Your identity is is so key. And most of us have been damaged with our identity. But let me tell you, when you come to God, he gives you new identity. He changes your driver's license, your social security card. Your uh, credit report. A lot of people getting saved today. But let me just tell you. 
tell you, this, this is how I saw it. Image is identity. But likeness is after. He was saving people. He was healing people. He was affirming people. I'm telling you, today, there is such a lack of godly affirmation that we get distorted and we look for affirmation in so many things. Jesus gave us the best example. He was affirmed by the Father and he affirmed his men, his 12 guys, and everybody else that came to him. He didn't have to do very much and people would come around him. Why? Because he carried the affirmation of the Father. Let me ask you, are you carrying the affirmation of the Father? And third, dominion. Dominion. Dominion is the authority that God has given you here on this earth to do what he called you to do. I began to recognize that before God gave you a wife, before God gave you, you know, a dog, a house, your car, or anything else that you have now, God gave you authority. He built you. He made you with authority already inside of you. Are you walking in that authority? Are you abusing that authority? Are you neglecting that authority? Are you passive with that authority? Or maybe you even haven't discovered that God-given authority. All of this comes together so awesome that when we recognize this, that, that, that we're lacking all this, what do we need? We need fathers. Say it with me. We need fathers. We're dealing with a fatherless crisis, so we need to raise up spiritual fathers. I am recognizing more and more our natural fathers were walking around like orphans. Is this making sense? We're asking our natural fathers who should know about this, but they don't know. They are walking around like orphans. The only way to deal with a fatherless crisis is not to have more women's programs. Listen to me. Not to open up more clinics. Not to feed more hunger. All of those things are amazing and they're good. And thank God for someone taking responsibility. But in order to end the pandemic of fatherlessness, we need to raise up some spiritual fathers. And I'm telling you, there's people in this house that God has entrusted you. You're learning this. You've been here a while. You're underneath this leadership so that you can be a father maker. And we need to be that. God designed fathers to give us identity. He affirms it and aligns us to our purpose. God designed our fathers to give us our identity. That's why we don't need a maternity test. Because it's the dad who gives us our identity. He affirms that. I don't know what your background is. I don't know if your dad is in your life or not. But God designed it for your dad to be that one to affirm you, to tell you, you matter. And then your dad, the greatest thing your dad can do for you is to connect you with your purpose. 
And a lot of us have struggled in any one of those areas, and we need to understand we need fathers. So I've been sharing this message for over a year. And every time I share this message, there are godly women, there are fighters out there, 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 there are warrior women that say, what about the women? What about the mothers? What about the wives? I just want to bring up my wife, Pastor Catherine, if you can help me. It's a father's responsibility to impart identity to each one of us. But you can't give what you don't have. As women, most of us um, did not receive identity from our fathers. And so we grew up looking for someone or something to give us identity or to identify with. Most of us ended up marrying men who had the same problem. They were, did not receive identity from their fathers. And the cycle continues. Adam, um, we see Adam in the Bible in Genesis. He was uh, created with the perfect father. And um, he was given authority over everything. He was responsible when Eve came along to impart the father's heart, instruction, and the mantle of her father to her. But Eve was deceived. And when Eve was deceived, she influenced her husband to reject his sonship. When that happened, a curse was brought on all of mankind. And the curse that was um, our part of the curse, the woman's part of the curse, is that she would desire to control her husband. What that looks like is a lot of us try to be the mother to our husbands or the men in our lives when what they really need is a father. So our responsibility is to connect our, the men in our lives to their father. And God has given us, it's like a superpower. Yeah. That we have influence. Every woman has influence over at least one man in this world. And our influence needs to be to um, connect our husband, connect these men to God and their spiritual fathers. Thank you. Wow. You know, as Catherine was finishing up, it just reminds me, we have been given the task to raise up spiritual fathers. We are all in the father business. And it's really hard to understand that when you walk around as an orphan. As she said, you cannot give what you don't have. I've been working with a lot of pastors in the last year, and and to my assumption, I thought, they're pastors, they're men of God, they've given their life to this, they should know better. 
And I recognize there's still spiritual orphans. I need you to listen to this. What happens when a spiritual orphan reproduces? He reproduces more spiritual orphans. It was so important for me to really, I, I, just, I began to repent and weep because I was trying to help men be spiritual fathers when they didn't know how to be men or be spiritual fathers. Bring that father's mantle to others. And then I had to go back and say, what's it going to take to teach these men to be great spiritual fathers? Is first they had to learn to be good spiritual sons. And in the last year, we've seen men that, that continue to act like orphans, but we t- continue to love on them and we t- continue to give them this information and, and teach them this and impart into this. But there's something key in that affirmation that they were not getting that they're getting now. You know, last year we, we had the opportunity to, to take this book, Take Your Place. This book has been around for 20 years in English. And last year we were able to take this book and translate it into Spanish. And all this is is a pattern based on principles on how to raise up great spiritual fathers. But you need to learn how to be a spiritual son and daughter. And most of us don't have that natural model. But we need to learn that God in his amazing grace brings men around us to help us line us up so that we can do what we were called to do. Why do we need to produce Or why do we need to be in the father's business to produce or reproduce spiritual fathers? Because every day we wait, we're losing ground in the global pandemic of fatherlessness. I began to read the Bible differently. And the Bible says the whole earth is travailing. It's waiting. It's longing. I don't know if you've ever seen someone like that. But some of the greatest manifestations of God's power happens when you cry out to God. And right now, all of humanity is crying out. Last year just gave you an indication of social distancing. And what we are longing for is relationship. We are longing for someone to come into our lives, give us a hug, and tell us you matter. The whole earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. You know, I've shared this message, and every time I finish this message, and I'm about to end, I say, we are accountable with, with the information that we know. From this point on, it doesn't matter if you've been coming to this church 25 years or you just got here today and I thank you that you're visiting today. But it doesn't matter. But from this point on, you cannot say, no one told me that I was supposed to be in the Father's business. You are accountable. I am accountable. What are you going to do with this information? 
It's very important that you, that you listen to this because even media and technology and even things that can help us will propel you into this direction. And I was telling Pastor Watkins, he shared something with me, and now I began to share this with others. And this church is going to be a beacon of light for others when you recognize that God got, has got you in a setup. Say it with me. It's a setup. There's this movie coming out September the weekend of September 10th, guess what the movie, the name of this movie is? Say it with me. Tell the person next to you. Tell the person the other side of you. We've got to see some of the previews to this movie, and you should watch the trailer. Because when you see it, two things will begin to happen inside of you because this is a supernatural thing. You're going to begin to say, thank God I had an awesome father. And I'm doing what I'm doing because he was so awesome. And I thank God. In this movie, it will confirm it. Or, or, you'll look at this movie and you'll say, where was my dad? Man, I needed my dad. I need my dad. This church has been set up to be a point, a beacon point for September. But now the responsibility is not just over your pastors and their leaders. It's over all of you. What will you do after this movie comes out? Will you help people connect them to the Father? Or will we just keep doing life as you think? You have been set up by God to take ground, and let's begin today. One of the ways that you can get involved from this point on, like Pastor Robert says, women, you have a great influence in your life. I, every time I hear my wife say that, the song, I got the power, <laughs> comes into my mind. I'm sorry, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so. Ta -ta -tan -tan. You know that song? Y'all going to be stuck in your head for a while. Women, you have a great power, and it's called influence. <sighs> Women, you have a great power, and it's called influence. You can influence others. You understand? Will you be that woman that connects the men of God in your life to Father? To a spiritual Father? To Father God? Or will you be that Eve that having that power in her hands begins to take and share something with her husband that in the end causes curses. What are you going to do with that power? We have a great responsibility, men and women of God. So I just want to ask you, the ways that you can get connected are are you bringing someone to the encounter? 
Have you signed someone for the encounter? Because they need to meet up with our Father. And they need to come and get something that they're probably not walking with right now. You need to plug people into a life group, a connect group, a band church, a meeting, somewhere where they're learning about Father. You need to, you need to get them started in a discipleship course. You need to be in a discipleship course. You need to go through the commissioning Commissioning is so powerful because it teaches about biblical manhood, biblical womanhood. What does it mean to be a son and a daughter of God? How to represent him, how to help others connect. We have millions, if not billions, spiritual orphans. And you have the power right here to do something amazing. And lastly, I love that this is an all-in church. An all-in is you assist, you come. It's time with the Father. You serve, you affirm that you're walking with the Father. And then you give. You be generous with what God the Father has given you. If you can stand to your feet.